When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020. We're brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Make an appointment to see the best dentist I've ever gone to. Only dentist I've gone to the last 27 years. Great Dr. Michael Neal. 317-849-2933. Why am I smiling? Indiana won. They went to Asheville, North Carolina for the Maui Invitational, played three games in two days. Monday, they were really good against Providence. Yesterday, they stunk on ice against Texas. And today, they were really good again against Stanford, a Stanford team that battled North Carolina hard yesterday. So what do we think of this Indiana team at this point? They win today 79-63 to after scoring 79 in their first game against Providence and then 44 yesterday. Is this team schizophrenic? It's not. What this team is is a team that's going to struggle against teams that extend their defense. Teams with length and speed and aggression on the defensive end, Indiana is really going to have a tough time scoring against, like was the case yesterday against Texas. When teams are passive, when they sit back a little bit, when they play that zone, you know what? Indiana is going to cut them apart like they did today. You've got to take away Trace Jackson Davis, or Trace Jackson Davis is going to do what he did today to Stanford. Drop 31 right on top of their heads, grab eight rebounds. How about Race Thompson, 15 points, eight rebounds. How about Cathedral High School zone, uh, Armand Franklin? He had 13 and eight. Indiana was really good defensively, and I really think that over the course of these three games in Nashville, North Carolina at the Maui Invitational, you had Indiana play about 120 minutes of good defensive basketball. On the offensive end, they struggled yesterday. Other than that, this team played pretty well. Against teams that can't get real aggressive defensively, Indiana's going to have their way because they're going to play good defense. Against teams that really get after them defensively with length, with speed, and with kind of toughness and aggression, Indiana's going to have a tough time. Like I said a little bit earlier, they've got Florida State coming up a week from tonight in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. That's going to be a tough one. Leonard Hamilton wasn't born yesterday. Leonard Hamilton is good. He'll have watched this. Ian going to have to watch tape. He'll have watched this live maybe for five minutes and say, here's what we got to do. We got to get into passing lanes. We got to make the guards uncomfortable. And we have to deny Trace Jackson Davis. As long as Trace Jackson Davis doesn't beat us, I don't think Indiana can beat us. That's what Leonard Hamilton's going to say. And it's up to the other guys on the floor for Indiana to prove him wrong. We're going to see what Trey Galloway can do. We're going to see 
what Christian Lander can do. Both of those guys hit a three today. Good. Anthony Leal has got to start shooting the basketball a little bit. Good passing today. Move the ball quickly. Catch, pop, pop, pop. Get rid of it. That's what's nice about this Indiana team so far. Even yesterday against Texas, when they were absolutely abysmal on the offensive end, at least you didn't have guys whose first move, once they caught the ball, was to dribble without purpose. That drives me crazy. You can't be that kind of player at Indiana University and have me be a big fan of what you're trying to do or what this offense is trying to do. And that's the kind of guy that Tom Crean would go get to play at Indiana. And that's why I think Tom Crean is now coaching at Georgia instead of at Indiana. We got tired of watching that crap. We got tired of guys wasting dribbles. We got tired of guys wasting time. You got 30 seconds to either attack or fold and turn the ball over. And what Indiana did back in the day was catch, bang, 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 assess. Can't do that. You can't run an offense that way. This team, they work with the ball around without dribbling. If you don't force Indiana to put the ball on the deck, they are going to cut you apart like they did today against the Stanford Cardinal. But let's talk about the defense. We talked about 120 minutes of good defense that they played over the last three days. Here's how good they were today. They allowed only six assists to the Stanford Cardinal, and Stanford only hit 36.5% from the field. Yesterday, Texas hit under 40% from the field while they were beating the living hell out of Indiana by 22 points because Indiana couldn't score the ball. Indiana yesterday only had 11 field goals. I think Trace Jackson Davis did, I think he's, you know what? He certainly scored more than 11 field goals would generate today all by himself. I think he might have had 11 field goals scored, which would equal the number of field goals that IU had yesterday. Indiana has a chance to be pretty good. Isn't it funny? Indiana fans are just crazy, and and I align with this completely. I, I tweeted earlier in the game, I said, Armand Franklin's like equals Mitch Trubisky. Right, because Trubisky throws it to the other guys. I think Armand Franklin early in the second half had two possessions, if not consecutively, they weren't separated by much, where he just made bad passes. So I said, Armand Franklin equals Mitch Trubisky. Well, no, he doesn't, for God's sake. But it doesn't take much to go wrong for Indiana fans to jump off a cliff together. Yesterday, I had people reaching out to me, people who should know better, saying, Archie Miller's got to go. This offense is non-functional. He's got to go. He's a terrible coach. Who's he recruited? Where are the shooters? Here's the thing. Good shooters, even good shooters, even great shooters, need open looks in order to knock down shots. And that just didn't happen yesterday. But two of these three games, Indiana was pretty good. They used yesterday to clean some things up and get prepared to play today. They bounced back well. I think that that bodes well for the Hoosiers. It bodes well for the internal chemistry, psychologically, of this team, where they could have a game like yesterday where they were just awful. They go back to the hotel, they figure it out, they work at it a little bit, and all of a sudden today, they look like they are a competent team offensively. They had empty possessions in the first, they could have won this game, they wound up winning it by 16, right? They could have won this game by 30 if they knocked down some shots, because it was pop, 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 pop. They catch Stanford overloading one area of the court and leaving another area uncovered, but they just didn't knock down the shot. If they knocked down shots, they beat Stanford by 30. 
This team is going to have to shoot better, but I love the way they defend, and I love the way they move the ball when the defense kind of sags back and allows them to do it. And this has been true for Indiana all the way back to Bob Knight. The way to defend Indiana, if you could, always has been to extend the wings and put pressure on the ball initially. If you could do that, if you had defenders who were capable of doing that, you could really give Indiana problems. And that's still true today. And I think that's a truism throughout basketball. It's not unique to Indiana. If you can extend your defense and not get beat, you got a real chance to cause mayhem for the other team offensively in Texas. They were able to do that yesterday. Uh, One of the things that a lot of people were talking about on social media, myself included, because I thought it was an absolute dereliction of a broadcaster's duty to be germane and relevant with an audience. Well, uh, Bill Walton, you know what, we've talked about it the last two days. I'll tolerate Bill Walton because I find him entertaining. And look, you're never going to get anything but Bill Walton from Bill Walton. He's not going to sit down. He's not going to be Dan Dockage. And Dan Dockage, to his credit, is never going to try to be Bill Walton. These guys are authentic to who they are. And I get it. That's my expectation. When I watch a game that Bill Walton is going to analyze, right? But putting Bruce Hornsby on this game for 20 minutes of real time, about half of the first half, like from the 10-minute mark until the minute-and-a-half mark, It was Bruce Hornsby just talking about stuff. What the hell do I care what Bruce Hornsby did to help Allen Allen Iverson? What the hell do I care what Bruce Hornsby did as far as opening the arena where they're playing in Asheville, North Carolina? To whom is this germane? I got a text during the game from a media guy that you people know who is in his early 30s, and he said, who is this? Who is Bruce Hornsby? I say he's the the guy, the way it is, that that song. That's just the way it is. You know, some things will never change. That's Bruce Hornsby. Oh, yeah, I, I know the song. I never heard of him. That is who Bruce Hornsby is. If people aren't 35 or older, probably older than that, probably 40, or and not a Grateful Dead fan because he did go on to play keyboards with Grateful Dead, you have no earthly idea who this man is who's babbling about stuff you could not care less about during an Indiana basketball game. This isn't Korean baseball, where I understand it. If you're Boog Shambi or if you're Jason Benetti and it's Korean baseball, you got to talk about something, right? People are watching because at that point, like in June, nothing else was going on. We had nothing else, no other live sporting event to watch. So I was waking up early to watch Korean baseball. Those guys, you're not going to dissect Korean baseball. Who the hell cares? We don't know who these people are, for God's sake. Indiana basketball is different. Fundamentally, you got Indiana fans watching this game, trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this game. You got Stanford fans trying to figure it out. You got basketball fans watching. Now, maybe you got some guys over 40 who have an earthly idea who Bruce Hornsby is. And that, that the way it is, that was a hit in 1986. That was 34 years ago. 40-year-olds were in kindergarten the last time Bruce Hornsby had a hit. And you're going to let this guy hijack 20 minutes of your game broadcast. Are you psychotic? 
Do you have no more respect for basketball fans and for sports fans to whom you supposedly cater than to shove Bruce Hornsby down our throats during an Indiana-Stanford basketball game? It's awful, and nobody's paying attention. Nobody at ESPN is going to say boo about this because what are you going to do? It's Bill Walton. You're going to try to explain stuff to Bill Walton? No, they're not going to do that. Bill Walton's got a nice Q rating. That's what moves the needle in Bristol. It's Q ratings. It's not the quality of a broadcast. It's not being derelict in your duty to broadcast, to be relevant. Look, four things you got to be if you're going to be a broadcaster and have a successful broadcast. You need to be authentic. Hey, Bill Walton, A-plus in authenticity. Jason Benetti, A-plus also. All right, fun. Those guys, they have fun. That's good, too. Innovative. I don't think they're terribly innovative, but innovation is tough during a play-by-play broadcast, so let's throw that one out the window. Now, where they get an F, a flying F, is in relevance. You've got to be relevant to your audience. If you got Indiana basketball fans, and there are millions of them around the country because Indiana graduates about 12,000 people a year into the wild as basketball fans, you put Indiana on, you got to talk about Indiana and Indiana basketball. If you wind up talking to Bruce Hornsby about being a jazz musician or playing keyboards with the dead or going to wherever, Hampton Arena, who gives a flying about that? No one. You got to be relevant. We deserve better from ESPN than that, and we didn't get it this afternoon, and it ought to be somebody's ass. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. We bask in the afterglow of this Indiana win and start to talk about the Colts and the uh, Texans. And then tomorrow afternoon, great interview with uh, the one, the only, Philip Rivers, the starting quarterback of, of the Colts. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Well, it's it, And it's not just me. I ask a question. Then it's like Zach Kiefer asks a question. Stephen Holder asks a question. We take the answers. We distill them. We present them. And there you go. It's a way to show you in long form all the stuff that Philip Rivers says with me recording the questions because otherwise it just doesn't look and sound right, doesn't sound good. And so we do it that way to make it a little more pleasant a process to listen to Philip Rivers talk about football. That'll be tomorrow afternoon. Uh, great dude. I, I like where the Colts are. As long as Costanzo plays and he's not been ruled out yet, and as long as DeForest Buckner plays, I think Indiana, I, I think the Colts have a great chance to go into Houston and beat the hell out of the Texans. We'll talk about it tomorrow morning. We'll also talk about it tomorrow afternoon with Philip Rivers. Like I said, all brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry.